Hi, I'm Jacqueline, and this is Mothering Through. Thanks for joining me today. What is up, everybody? I felt like a radio DJ just then. Um, <laughs> I'm really sorry about that. Um, sorry, it's been a minute. Again, I, I feel like I say this every time, but I am just a normal human, just living a normal life. And sometimes I don't have time or uh, I don't have the ability to record an episode every week because of different circumstances. And uh, yeah, last weekend I had planned to do this episode with my sister, but uh, some crazy stuff happened. And we talked about it a little bit in the episode um, when I interview her, but basically uh, her husband like had like a heart attack. It was, it was honestly crazy and um, really scary. So sorry, I did not get an episode out last week, but I'm back in black and uh, yeah, I'm here. Um, so I mentioned this on my Instagram story, but I wanted to start doing this thing every uh, podcast episode where I start promoting a small business. Um, just because uh, I'm a small podcast, I want to promote small businesses. So I have a few, a uh, few people that reached out to me that I just want to let you know what they're up to and kind of give you some info. And some of them have even given me some discount codes. So, so our first small business is Honeysuckle Teas. So um, Honeysuckle Teas is an Etsy shop and uh, Caitlin is the, we're going to, we're going to go with CEO. She's the CEO, founder and CEO of Honeysuckle Teas. And yeah, she creates personalized custom t-shirts for holidays, company logos, camps, family reunions, school spirit, special occasions, and pretty much anything that you can think of. So um, I'm going to give you her website and then I will also link it in the show notes so that you guys can click on that. And then she has a 10% off discount code as well. And that discount code is podcast 10 and you will get 10% off of any purchase. So please go show Caitlin some love. If you guys need customized t-shirts, she's got you covered. Um, so yeah, that's super exciting. Next week, I'm really excited. I will have another small business on um, and talk about kind of what they do and and just promote them. I don't know. I, nobody listens to this anyway, but who? what's the worst that can happen, you know? Um, anyway, I wanted, I'm super excited for this episode. Um, my mom's probably more excited than me. I was talking to her today and I was telling her that this was coming out and um, she would love to be a fly on the wall for all my conversations with my sister. And so I'm sure she will be, she was like, I might even listen to it twice. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm super excited. I had a really fun conversation with my sister and I mostly wanted to talk to her just about her experience being a woman in the workplace and how being a woman in the workplace, uh, affects, has affected like her future endeavors to be a mom. Cause she does want to have kids one day and she, she knows that. Um, but yeah, it was interesting to talk to her about the things that she's seen and experienced. And also just, uh, I, we just kind of talk about her opinion on um, the way women are treated in the workplace. And uh, yeah, I'm just really excited for you guys to hear about our conversation. Uh, at the end, <laughs> at the end, we kind of get into it a little bit, which is kind of funny because that's just 
like how our conversations go. Uh, so you'll you just learn a little bit about our friendship and our relationship. But anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. And uh, without further ado, please welcome my sister, Madison Avila. Uh, first of all, thank you for being here. Of course. And uh, for uh, being the representation of non-moms, <laughs> <laughs> the pre-mom stage. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Hopefully I get to become a mom. Yeah. That's a big fear of mine. Is it really? Yeah. I'm like, I always think about, I'm like, I'm 27 and I'm going to wait a couple more years to have some, have a kid. I'm like, oh my gosh, what if I'm waiting? And then I like have complications and I should have just been trying this whole time because I, I can't even get pregnant. I feel like that's pretty, like, I think a lot of people feel that way. Like yeah. when, once they get for like start having, if they have fertility issues, then they're like, why did I, dang it, I should have been trying. <clears throat> yeah. Also, I'm like, like I said, I'm not young. Like I'm going to be around 30 when I have my first kid. So yeah. that's freaking old. Yeah. But I feel like most people are having kids later now anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. That's true. But <clears throat> not all right. in Utah though. Well, um, can you just introduce yourself to the listeners? Yeah. My name's Madison. I am uh, Jacqueline's younger sister. So she's four years old, older than me. We've been but per- people always think you're older than me, so. It's true. I am taller than her, funnier than her, <laughs> cooler than her. <laughs> just joking. That's actually probably true. Um, yeah, no. I just, I don't know. People think I look younger these days, so. I, I, everyone has always thought I looked older. Now all of a sudden people think I look younger, so. Maybe they don't think that anymore about us. Yeah, that's true. When you were, before you were married, I feel like people would be like, oh, is this your older sister? I'm like, <laughs> no, she's four years younger than yeah, me. Yeah, I'll never forget when we were dropping you off at BYU-Idaho your freshman oh, year. Oh, yeah. And we're in line to get you checked into your apartment. And I was going into my freshman year of high school. And they like come up and they like look at us and like, they like glaze over you. And they're like, oh, they look at me like, are you starting? Is it, are you checking in today? And I was like... No, <laughs> no. That's true. I forgot about that. That's funny. Yeah, um, that went to my that went to my head a little bit. Did it? Yeah. So the reason that I wanted to have Madison on the podcast was obviously she's not a mom, but I, I basically she, am. <laughs> that's true. You're like a second mom to my kids. Anyway. Yeah. You're like I know how hard it all is. my all my friends have kids, and I like get together with them. Like my mom, the mom friends that I have and we like talk about being a mom and I'm just like, oh no, I know. <laughs> I know what it's going, what you're going through. And I'm able to like totally relate to like moms because I know every little thing because you've told me everything. I know. Well, I feel like it's been like that for you in everything that you've ever done. Yeah. Because you've done it like a lot later than I have. Yeah. It's and awesome. so like you get to experience what I like. You basically like experience it secondhand. Yeah. It's, it's amazing because everything that I go through. Not everything, but most milestones. It's like I've like it's I've had a chance to see how it's done. To see learn what, from our mistakes. Learn from your mistakes. Learn from the things you did well, and be like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna do that, or I'm, I'm definitely not gonna do that. Yeah. And then it's like, I feel like I know myself pretty well. That like every time I've like reached a new phase of life or like a milestone, I've like kind of guessed it yeah. correctly for myself, and I'm like, oh yeah, honestly, yeah. Yeah, that's so that's true. pretty cool about being younger. I I really enjoy that. That is a really good time for you, honestly. Yeah, I wish that I had somebody to go through and things first. So Robert, my them. husband, he uh, he's the oldest of five, and he has three little brothers and a little sister, and he's like got brothers in all different phases on a mission. Just got home from a mission. 
a 24-year-old brother who's, like, working and stuff. And his brother that just got home, we've been, like, talking to him about, like, his future and, like, you know, and, and like, financial planning and career stuff. And Robert's like, man, he, they're so lucky to have, like, an older brother that, like, I'm almost 30 now. I, like, have learned all these things in my yeah, 20s. It's true. And I was like, yeah, welcome to my world. But it is nice because he has Silas now as yeah. as a fellow accountant Robert's you know studying for these big accounting tests and he has sales as a little bit of like a been through it can help him so that's nice that is nice like a surrogate older brother yeah (laughs) which is funny yeah Um, Okay, well, the reason I wanted to have Madison on the podcast is because I feel like as somebody who is in the phase of, you're not a mom yet, but you're around kids a lot, Mm -hmm. all of your friends are moms, and you know that you want to be one, Yeah. Um, but you're like in the workforce right now. You're a working lady. I'm a business girl. You're like a girl boss. Exactly. (laughs) I'm girl bossing every day, and and I'm honestly girl bossing a little too hard. (laughs) I'm like, oh, you're like, wait. do I need to like calm it down a little bit? Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to talk about how your role in the workplace and like the things that you've experienced and like, um, like the decisions that you've made, how they, how you've thought about your role as a mom someday. And yeah. like, if those have affected you and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I have some questions for you. Yeah. A little disclaimer. We were supposed to record this last week oh, yeah. and then my oh. husband like almost died literally yeah. on the golf course. <laughs> Looked like basically had like a heart attack and passed out and he had to take him to the ER and he stayed at the hospital for a couple of days. And so anyways, um, I like had looked over the questions before, but honestly, I'm like, I haven't looked at these, so it's fine. It'll be it'll be really really authentic. Hopefully, I don't say stupid crap. Also, especially because I'm not loving my job right now. (laughs) Just fully honest with you, I'm not loving it. Okay, well, why don't you tell them what you do? Okay, well, okay, describe your career journey so far, and then how you got there, how you decided what you're going to do. Start from the beginning. Yeah, this is a long one, so buckle up, because like I said, I'm I'm 27, and it's taken me about 27 years. figure out where what I want to do so yeah I think growing up both my parents are college graduates like I said Jacqueline's four years older than me so like my whole high school she was going to college like I always assumed and knew I'd go to college mm-hmm. like I just never even thought that was not an option so I yeah I was not honestly super ambitious though in school like I'd never liked it that much I just kind of like was like okay you know whatever um and again, for context, my, my dad's an engineer, my mom's a dental hygienist. So like they went to college and studied something that like completely transfers into like a job. Mm-hmm. So it's like my mom studied dental hygiene, my dad studied engineering. So it's like, I never really knew what was out there as like options. I was like, oh, nursing or like teaching. Like those were the things in my head of like, you, you study this and you get this job, you know? So that's something that, like, I feel like the school system does not do a good job of doing. Even, like, college doesn't do a good job yeah. of, like, helping you. And they try with, like, there's internships. There's not very much real-world application No, and, and there's so many majors and things that you study that, like, what do they, like, what do they transfer, transfer to? to? Yeah. yeah. So anyways, I, I uh, 
my my neither of my parents went to BYU. Like they never went. Neither of them went to like really great schools. Like my dad went to Weber State. My mom went to love them to death, but they're average. Yeah, as are we. Honestly. As am I. As am I to <laughs> the max. I am yeah. average at best. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like I was never like oh I'm gonna go to this like awesome college. Jacqueline went to BYU Idaho, and I was like yeah sounds great. I'm I will I'll be going to BYU Idaho as well. In my defense, I did transfer to BYU you and then I graduated from good there. Job. It's honestly a good accomplishment. How but. I use my degree? No, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I went to BYU Idaho. Um, I didn't know what I was gonna study. I thought like maybe therapy when I first got there. Like I wanted to become a counselor. Quickly realized, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get a master's <laughs> yeah. at all. Like, I don't like school. Yeah. So then I, like, wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Still kind of, like, just filling it out as a freshman, whatever. Went on a mission anyways, and I just, like, didn't think about it for a year and a half. Um, and then I, like, on the mission was like, oh, I love teaching and I love people. Like, I always knew that, like, I wanted to do something with people. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not a numbers person. I'm not, like academic like mm-hmm. I'm not smart in like a book sense so I'm like yeah. I, I don't feel like that would be a, a good path for me mm-hmm. so then I uh thought about teaching and I was like oh maybe I'll become a high school teacher I love history I'm a big history buff so I was like okay and then I decided to transfer so I went back to BYU Idaho for another year still just kind of doing generals then I decided to transfer to UVU and move to Utah Um, and then I moved home in between for like a few months and I just like substitute taught and I substitute taught in like the high schools as well as like seminary. And like as the seminary teacher, uh, I like had to prepare the lesson every week. Mm -hmm. Obviously it's different. Can you explain what seminary is? Yeah. It's a religious course that high school, high schoolers take, um, in states like Utah and Idaho where there's a lot of members of the church in Arizona. Where there's a lot of members of the church, uh, they actually have like seminary buildings outside of the school, so that people kids can leave school and do like a yeah. Release they have time. like a release time block for one of their classes. And yeah, it's called a religious release, and they can go take the class. Right. Everywhere else in the world, though, they just like do it before or before after school. school. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so again, religious setting, so it's like slightly different teaching that, but like I hated the redundancy, even like the kids where you think like. In that setting, they'd be, like, the most well-behaved. They were punks. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, also, they make no money. And, like, I don't want to be capped. Like, I don't want to yeah. be paid the same thing. as the best teacher against the worst. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so don't want to do that. So then I was like, okay, maybe I want to do business. Because I was working for, like, this solar company. And I was doing really well and like, getting a lot of promotions and like you missed a you missed a no. part of your life though no i haven't oh you haven't okay chocolate okay sorry. i think i know my life a little better <laughs> okay, than you sorry <laughs> you better leave that in <laughs> okay well. so i was working for this solar company um and uh i was like i want to do business like i think this would be really fun whatever um and then i was like honestly no, I don't. I like took an accounting class at UVU. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so bad. I seriously took an entire class. I passed the class. I got like a C. And I still to this day do not know what a debit or a credit is. <laughs> I have no idea. Like if someone put a gun to my head and asked me what it was, I would not, I would not know. <laughs> I would be out of luck. So then I was like, okay, one day I woke up. 
I had inspiration. <laughs> I had felt inspired to go to hair school. <laughs> and so I called my parents and I was like, mom and dad, I know my calling in life and it is to go to hair school. And they were like, dude, no, that's a bad idea. And I was like, dude, no, it's such a good idea. And um, they told me not to do it. And then I said, screw you guys. I'm freaking doing it. <laughs> and so I did all the research and I get like really hyper fixated on stuff. And I like couldn't let it go. And I like toured a bunch of schools. And then, then I like convinced my parents, not that like. You were going to listen to them like anyway. Yeah. So it's not You're like, like I'm going to do what I want to do. But. Yeah. Like not like they could have stopped me, but like I did want their like support, you know, whatever. Yeah. And eventually they came around. We're like, honestly, like, yeah. And my thought process at 23 was, oh, this is the perfect mom job. So pause there on the story. Like, again, all of this time, like my decision making, like I seriously like never put any thought into this. Like growing up yeah, in college on the mission, like I seriously, I don't quite know exactly what I was expecting. Like, it's not like I like had the the conscious thought like, oh, I'm just going to be a stay at home mom and I'm not going to have to worry about this. But like, I seriously just like had nothing in my head. <laughs> like, it was just like, I don't even know what I was doing. I was just going along doing uh, who knows what. Yeah. And so all of a sudden I'm like getting older and I'm like still like single and 23 is not old by any means, but I'm starting to be like, okay, like I have to like figure out what I want to do because right. this is my life, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, hair school is perfect because yeah, it's flexible. I can do it full time, make decent money as a single person. Also, it's an awesome job as as a mom. It's people oriented. Like I love like health and beauty. Like yeah. I I would like it. Like I've always been the friend that people come to for this kind of stuff, anyways. Yeah. So whatever. Decided to go to hair school. Spend twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> Um, to go and I honestly loved it like I loved it in hair school I was so happy the whole time like to be there like I definitely was like this is this is absolutely what I want to do this is great awesome so then I graduate and like six months before I graduated or like four or five months or something I had already had a job offer at the salon in Provo that was like my dream salon like I was so excited about yeah, it was it. really nice it was so nice it was beautiful it was like a haircutting it was like cutting specialists worked there and that was what I liked the most in school like I didn't love coloring as much so I was like so excited I graduate in January end of January of 2020 so I worked there like most of February and seriously hated it it was awful it was so Madison called me every other day I and was like I it. can't do this I've got to quit yeah like it sucked because first of all at that point I was almost 24. And when you're like 18 or 19 coming out of high school and you're making like eight bucks an hour, like that's fine. Yeah. But at that point, like I'm I like I'm trying you were like pretty to much be on your own. Sufficient, yeah. right? Like there's a few times like mom and dad had helped me out when I was like in school when I was like had zero, 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 zero dollars. Yeah. But yeah. Um, like after school, like that was the whole point, right? It's like I'm like, I want to be self-sufficient, whatever. And they wanted me to, like, work the front desk and, like, I wasn't cutting hair. They weren't going to help me get a client base, which is the whole reason I was excited to work there. Well, and I feel like they made – the other reason, they, like, kind of made you false promises. Yeah. So it just was, like, wasn't what you were expecting. Yeah. It was just a overall bad experience. I didn't like the manager. didn't like anyone. <laughs> and then that. she accidentally broke a vase and that was the end. Oh, my gosh. Well, 
Yeah, I kept breaking stuff. <laughs> well, you were so stressed about being there. I was so there. stressed. The, the guy who owned it was just a jerk. And I seriously was like, I kept breaking stuff. <laughs> and he'd get like mad. He'd be like, you need to be more careful. And I'm like, I'm trying. I'm not trying to break this stuff. You're like, you're scaring me. I seriously, I'm scared. Yeah. <laughs> so then I broke a huge, ginormous vase. And you're like. And everyone came running go. over like, oh my gosh, what happened? And I was like. I broke this bag today. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm sorry, I need to excuse myself for a second. And I left the building and I went behind that place and I started having a panic attack. I uncontrollably sobbing, called my mom and my sister. And I seriously, oh, also, they kept requiring me to do these like unpaid trainings. <laughs> And I was like, no, I'm seriously not oh doing this. God. And so there was about that next weekend for two full days, eight hours a day, Sunday and Monday, I had to go because they were flying someone in for this training and it was going to be unpaid, which is honestly insane. And, and I was going to have to take off from my other job that I kept. <laughs> it, was, it was a mess. And I was like, I kind of knew already that I was going to quit. <laughs> and so after I broke that vase and I was having like a panic attack and stuff, my mom and sister were like, you need to go and. And quit and right quit now. Right this second, because you don't. We're not. You don't need to do that training this weekend. And I was like, I can't do it. And so I went in and I quit <laughs> on the spot. And I never have done anything like that in my life. And I was bawling my eyes out the whole time. I was quitting. And he seriously was just like the, the owner was just like belittling me the whole time, just saying like how much I sucked and like it was like a regret of him hiring me. And I was just like, oh my gosh. You're like, okay, I have to go. So I quit so with afterwards. like no no plan though. Like I I seriously had just spent over a year and twenty thousand dollars of my life, and I was like, I have no don't have a job. <laughs> so that solar company that I was working at while I was at UVU, and I I kept working there throughout the whole time in hair school, like really really part time. I like asked my boss if I could just like work full time until I like figured out what the heck I was doing. And so I started working there seriously like the last week. I started working there full time the last week of February of 2020. And we all know what happened in March of 2020. <laughs> so honestly, extremely good timing actually because I Yeah, because all the salons kind of shut yeah, down. Every right? salon closed. I would have been freaking completely out of work. And so I, like, I had just gone full-time there at that solar company, and we were all able to work remote, so I, I went back up to Idaho, and I just, I seriously had the most chill job ever. I, like, did not even work. <laughs> My job was to, like, review everyone else's calls, because they, like, sucked, and to, like, give them feedback and stuff, and I seriously, like, it was the chillest job of all time. Um, so that was, like, really, really good. And so then I was kind of, like, at a crossroads, and I was like, okay, like, I'm still trying to pursue hair, but, like, whatever. But like, oh, and right before that had happened, I had had my first round interview at a salon up in Salt Lake. And I, and I didn't really like the idea of moving up to Salt Lake. Like I'd, I'd lived in Provo for a couple years and you liked Utah County. Yeah. I liked Utah, Utah County. County. Like I didn't feel like it was time for me to move to Salt Lake. I just didn't, didn't feel good. I did. Yeah. I didn't feel good. I didn't want to, but I kind of felt like I was being forced up there. Cause mm -hmm. I'm like, that's where all the like good salons are because Something you should know about Madison is Madison wants to be the best at everything. Yeah. And so she was like, I'm not going to go work at like sports clips or great clips. Oh, like if no. I'm going to do this, like I'm going to do it. Yeah. I wanted to be like a legit hair girl. Like so stylist. Oh, you yeah. You didn't want to just like be a hair cutter beauty person. No, you wanted I wasn't to be trying a to just like make ends meet. I was trying to like be legit. Yeah. Yeah. I had had that first interview and then the salon's all shut down. So they're kind of like, oh, well, we'll just put a pause in it. Then the whole time during COVID, I'm just like, 
questioning my entire life and like all the decisions I've made up to this point. And I had always like, so living here in Utah, like Silas, your husband, he worked for a company here locally, like a tech company. And Utah obviously has a big tech scene. And I had like gone to a couple events with you guys that you'd like invited me to um, for the company that he worked at. And I like loved the vibe. Like I was like, oh, this is so fun. Like everyone's young. Madison's big into vibes. Vibes, vibes are life. And I do choose to run my life by vibes. Yeah, that's still. true. <laughs> I make decisions based on it. That's true. Like major. <laughs> yeah, like the biggest. Like the biggest is just like mm, vibes are feeling good. Yeah, this is good. Let's <laughs> move forward. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I was like, but like I had kind of like said, oh, that's not an option. I can't go work in a corporate job because, like, what the heck would I do? And also, you didn't have your degree. Yeah, I didn't have a degree. And, like, I just... Also, like, again, I didn't know what was out there. Like, mm-hmm. I had no idea. I, w- I knew that Silas was an accountant. And I knew that he had a degree and a master's degree and was a CPA. And he was working there. And I didn't know what anyone else did. Mm-hmm. Like, I had no idea what that meant. Mm-hmm. So he, during the pandemic, had, like, brought up to me, like, recruiting. Yeah. And... Like, he kind of explained it to me, and I was like, oh, that sounds, like, honestly really awesome. Sounds so fun. It's, like, people-oriented, which I love. It's um, it's still, like, all the benefits of a corporate job. It's, it's completely using the skills. Like, where I shine is the soft skills, not the hard skills. <laughs> and so I'm like, it's a, it's a complete, like, soft-skill job. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of like, well too late for that (laughs) I'm already 20k into this you know so whatever during the the pandemic while I was home recruiters weren't doing anything so he had like lined me up with a couple of his friends who were in recruiting and I like had a call with one and I kind of just like asked her like what do you do like what does the day-to-day look like how did you get into it you know like do you if you could go back and choose something else like would you it just like asked her tons of questions and then I just like could not get it out of my head like similar to the hair school thing (laughs) I just like seriously could not get it out and I was like oh my gosh like I feel so stupid because I'm like I really want to do this now yeah so pandemic kind of shows out a bit salons start to open up again and that salon up in Salt Lake calls me back I moved back to Utah in like end of May um the salon calls me back in like, I think probably June and is like, yeah, we want to finish out your interview, whatever. So I go in for the working interview and I seriously, again, hated it. Like I hated the vibes. It was, yeah, the vibes were bad. <laughs> the, the, the salon's awesome, honestly. And like, it was going to be way better than where I was at. It didn't align with your values. It didn't align with my values. And like, I felt like weird yeah, I don't know. Everything about it, I just didn't love. It just, I just feel like it wasn't, first of all, you had this HR thing on your mind already. Yeah. And so you already had like hesitation because of that. Yeah. And then, yeah, you just weren't, you didn't, it didn't and, align fully with who you were as a person. Yeah. And, and I didn't feel like I, didn't feel like I would have with. ever been, I would have never been able to like be myself there. Yeah. I would have always had to like lie about Because I feel like you felt that way a little bit in hair school as well, just with the girls that you're with. Like they were wonderful girls, but you were a lot older than they were. Yeah. You, it was just different. They just weren't your yeah people that you would normally have hung out with. Yeah. Not that you didn't like them or enjoy them. And you have some of your best friends from there, but. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it was just so weird. Anyways, so I just was like, I just didn't like it. And then so again, just told him no. And then again, I like didn't want to move. I didn't want to move to Salt Lake. Yeah. And so I just told him no. And I like remember calling you and mom again on the way home from the interview. And I seriously was just like, I didn't, I don't want to do it. And and once again, mom and dad were like, you're an idiot. You are so stupid. You need to do this that you've already done this thing. And I was just like, no, I think I want to go back to school. (laughs) (laughs) And then I re-enrolled at BYU Idaho online. (laughs) And um, so I kept yeah, I was like, no, seriously, like, I think I want to be, I was back on the businesswoman train. So, yeah, I <laughs> I kept working at that solar company. And then that place sucked after a while. And I was like, this is, I mean, it, was, it was a customer service job. Yeah. So I just was like, no, this sucks. And so one day I was like hating my life on like a Friday. And a tech company in Lehigh was hiring a front desk receptionist slash recruiting coordinator. And so I like kind of like looked into it and I was like, oh, this is perfect because it's like the perfect foot in the door. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't have a degree or any experience. <laughs> so I need like a foot in the door. And I, I interviewed for it and I got the job within like five days. Like it, they moved really quickly on my application and they moved really quickly on the interviews and they offered me the job like that Friday. I like interviewed Monday and got the job Friday. Um. And it was, I was making like 15 bucks an hour, which at the time was like, wow, this is awesome. (laughs) I'm like so much better than eight. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for real. Um, So I sat at the front, but like no one was really coming in, but like a few people were. So they like needed someone up there. Mm -hmm. But like the majority of my time was spent doing recruiting, coordinating tasks. And I was very transparent with them in the interview. Like, hey, like I want to be in recruiting. I don't know what that means, but I know that I want to be in recruiting. And so, yeah, I started doing kind of high volume recruiting. Should I kind of explain what recruiting is? Yeah, just give a brief explanation. So HR has like three main pillars, one of them being like core HR, which is like employee benefits and like payroll. And then there's like learning and development, which is a lot of like onboarding, internal training. And then there's the third pillar, which is like talent acquisition or like recruitment. Uh, It's usually only when companies get like in a bigger, like decently bigger, but they'll, they'll hire in-house recruiters who basically facilitate the entire hiring process for the company. So yeah, like it's, it's honestly like the perfect fit for me Yeah, because it's 100% people focused. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the, the avenue that like I wanted to go down after the mission, like the, tr- the, the teaching it's not a teaching position, obviously, but like it fulfills that part where it's yeah. like it is persuasive. Like I'm on the phone talking to people. It's I'm, I feel like a matchmaker all day because people will call like looking for a job and I and I get to kind of talk to them about their experience and education and things like that. And like I, I feel like I get to see if they would be a good fit for this position. Sometimes maybe there's a, another position that they'd be a better fit for. So I can talk through that with them. And then I, I handle all of the administrative stuff. So I get to call and offer them the job. I send them their offer letter. Uh, I completely have ownership over like their candidate experience. So it's, it's really, really fun. But um, yeah, like I said, I, I worked at Entrada and I, and I very quickly uh, was like promoted 
after like three months, I didn't sit at the desk anymore. I was doing full cycle, like, um, high volume, higher level recruiting. So I got a lot of experience with like the recruiting cycle. And then, um, yeah, after I worked there for about a year, I got a message on LinkedIn about an opportunity at a different tech company here in the area. And that was to come on as like a corporate level recruiter. So working for like higher level positions. Um, and then did I say already the second ever recruiter? So I was brought on as the second recruiter for that company. And I, I joined and I was like employee like 160 and the company's grown to over 400 employees now. And so, um, yeah, once I was there for a little less than a year, the original recruiter actually left. And then I got promoted to being the head of recruiting. Then I had three people reporting to me. Anything recruitment is like in my jurisdiction. So do you feel like um, this is what you want to continue to do? Yeah, I think I, I think I do. Um, I, I would I would like to broaden my skills um, and like get more experience in other aspects of HR versus just recruiting because um, yeah, like if something were to happen again down the road. Also like it does interest me potentially going in to like a excuse me, like a small startup and um, being like the HR person at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But like I don't have experience with like payroll or like right. benefits and stuff. So I I'd be interested in getting more experience there, but So here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like your experience within the business world has been similar or different than like your male colleagues? Like, do you, as a woman in the workplace, especially within HR, because you deal a lot with other employees, like that's Mm -hmm. like your main job is like other employees, right? Or like, you know, hiring other employees. Yeah. Do you notice a difference in the way that men and women are treated in the workplace? Yes, I do. Um, But I don't necessarily think it's like a bad thing or something that like needs to be like, fixed. Okay. So give me an example. What do you mean by that? Um, so for example, I like the majority of my recruiting, I work with the sales teams. Um, and the majority of like our sales floor is like men. Yeah. Um, and so in certain ways, like I think women are at a disadvantage because of like just natural circumstances. Yeah. But at the same time, like I see women in sales, they genuinely do way better. Like if you're good Mm -hmm. and I, I think it's a double edged sword because I think that sometimes women don't, um, get a lot of respect initially. Like they have to like kind of earn it at work. It's like, they're not given it like maybe their male counterparts are. Right. Like if the, if there's a woman coming into a leadership role. There's maybe just naturally a bit more skepticism around her Mm -hmm. than if someone with her same qualifications came in as a male. Mm -hmm. But that being said, I think if you're like a really solid like female in the workplace who does have a lot of good experience and like is really qualified for and and just really good at your job, Mm -hmm. I think there's potential for more opportunities for you. Yeah. Um, and like, again, in certain, certain roles, like in sales, I think that you have an advantage over men 
I think that people are generally more trusting of women mm-hmm. and things. So I, I think that like, that's definitely an advantage. Have you noticed a difference in the way that you're treated in the workplace versus your male coworkers? No, I'm or no? really good at my job. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no, I feel like more than anything, it's mostly been my age. Mm, okay. So like going back to what you said about the promotion thing, like me being like the head of talent acquisition for a company that's our size, like that's a fluke yeah. <laughs> and I genuinely should not be. Um, I recognize that it's absolutely an opportunity and I know that I'm underqualified. And so I think more than anything, I think where I struggle at work isn't, is not because of my gender. I don't think that people look at me and go, oh, she's a, she's a female or she's a woman. Mm-hmm. We don't know. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah. I think if anything, it's more just like, she's young. She's inexperienced. Yeah. I mean, I'm working with like executives daily, right? Who've yeah. been in the workforce for 20, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And they're like C-suite level leaders. Yeah. <laughs> who are looking at me and they're like, you have three years of experience. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know anything. And I'm like, yeah, no, I, I really don't. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't think that it's because I'm a female, though. So do you feel like because obviously I, I, feel, I feel like especially in Utah, mm-hmm. uh, most of the women in Utah who are even in a workplace even like want to start a family. Would you yeah. agree with that or no? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It's just interesting because women have to think about that so much more in depth than men do. So have you thought about that? Like, do you think about that? Do you feel like more regularly than maybe like Robert does? Which, side note, Robert and her work at the same. Her husband and Silas too. (laughs) It's just a family business. I recruited both of them. They're welcome. (laughs) Got them their Um, jobs. So they all work at the same place. So do you see a difference in like the way that you think about your future and the way that Robert thinks about his future? of course. How do you think that affects you as an employee or like affects just any woman who's, who wants to like, like when they have to think about their family going forward, like how does that affect the decisions they make? And how does that affect your hiring even if like a woman is applying or like how do you think that affects just anybody yeah who is around that person that woman yeah well I'll answer your second question first okay um how it affects the hiring first of all like that's obviously like really illegal to discriminate <laughs> yeah. someone discriminate against someone based on their like pregnancy status or like family <laughs> planning so I actually just gave a training on this about illegal interview questions and like what people can and can't ask um but, like, obviously you can't ask that. But, yeah. like, if someone volunteers that information, like, as unfortunate as it is, like, it does affect the decision, right? Yeah. Like, if we're hiring someone in sales who's six months pregnant or any position, it's, like, they need a period of time to get ramped up and to, like, get trained and get effective in their role for them to just go on maternity leave. Yeah. Like, it is honestly a huge burden on the business because it's, like— they're gone anywhere from six weeks to six months on average for like a maternity leave, depending on the type of benefits you have. But six weeks is pretty short. Let's say 12 weeks okay. to, to six months. Um, like they can't hire over you and like let you go. Again, that's illegal. Yeah. But like that puts a huge burden on the business. Like I said, so like if I were to go and have a child right now, and leave like my team is now a team of two it's me and i have a recruiting coordinator who reports to me she has her own rec load but the majority of the rec load of like the positions 
is on my plate. So it's like, if I leave, what do they do in the meantime? Like that would just, it sucks, especially for like strategic roles like that. So then you would agree that it's like women are a little bit at a disadvantage. Yeah, 100%. So how can we, how can we help that? Like what's, what's the The solution? Yeah. What's the solution? Um, I don't know that there's necessarily a solution. I think that people, people want to talk about this. Like they look at these problems and they want number one, just a solution in general. And they want to, the solution to be like, how do we make it so that men and women have the exact same treatment at work and the exact same opportunities and whatever. And it's like, to me, like, that's not the way to look at it. Okay. Again, going back to like, I think a woman who's qualified and really good at her job has other opportunities that men won't have. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just the natural part of what, where we live and like the society we live in and the genders like roles, mm-hmm. I guess it's just like a natural consequence. So is there, there's obviously things that we can do. And I know that the one question I remember, hopefully I'm not like jumping the gun that you had sent me was like, yeah, like kind of around this, like, what is the solution? And I think that a lot of times, like, people want the solution to be, like, just around the mom. I, I think, like, the thing that we need to to do is, like, number one, just understand and, like, state that, like, women and men are different. Yes. And I that, agree with you. Yeah. And that, I think like, there's this I think there's this toxic idea that, like, men and women are the exact same. And I don't think that. I think that men and women are uniquely different and they both have different things that they bring to the table yeah. that make that they're, they're equal in their value, mm-hmm. but they have different roles yeah. for a reason and they have different strengths and weaknesses. Yes, exactly. And I think that translates into like a family aspect. Mm-hmm. And I think that translates into the workplace as well. Yeah. And I think where it becomes harder on women, for sure, for sure, than on men is... There's the obvious one of like pregnancy recovery that like is just you can't get around that. Yeah. Like women are the ones that give birth and they need time to recover. And that's just the reality. So that's one that just kind of like to me, there's not a solution. It's just like it's you just have to work around it and like, Mm -hmm. you know, take it as it comes. Can you is there a way to like prepare more like more better? (laughs) Is there a way to prepare better for that for when women need to take a maternity leave? I mean, I think that most businesses do the best they can. Okay. It's not just like, oh, what? I'm in labor. I'm having a kid. I have no idea. Right. So it's like they have nine months to prepare. Right. But like the the, the work continues on. It's like like thinking mm-hmm. about recruiting. It's like the hiring doesn't stop just because right. I leave. Mm-hmm. So there's really not a way to prepare for that other than just like prepping your managers and getting other people to step in. Get everything in line. Yeah. Um. But where, again, like understanding the the reality of just like pregnancy recovery, but also like, I think, again, there's a lot of emphasis on like, it's the women's job to like be at home, at home and to like figure out what that looks like if they want to work. Yeah. And like, I've thought a lot about this as well. And you mentioned the question of like, how does it affect me? It's like now that I'm married and I'm thinking about things, it's like it obviously affects Robert and I differently because he's making strategic decisions about his career, knowing that like he's not leaving the workforce ever. Mm -hmm. Whereas like I 
I, I, I'm pretty sure that I want to stay working once I have a, have a child mm-hmm. or multiple children. But I'm like, I don't know for sure. Yeah. So now it's like I'm, I'm balancing like, do I want, like, do I value like um, experience that I'm gaining yeah. over compensation? Right. Or am I, do I value compensation? Like, do I just make as much money as possible? Yes, because I'm in two years. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to keep working right. or, or when I, when I do have a child, do I want to switch to part-time and potentially pivot a little bit to doing something else in HR where it's not totally just recruiting. So it's like, that's where I'm at. That's hard. And, and that's a little bit separate, but again, like the, the businesses and society, like they put all this pressure on like women to like figure out the solutions to these problems. When in reality, like it's two parents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's two parents. And like, I think that unless you're a single mom, which then it yeah, really sucks. Yeah. That's a whole nother thing. Like a but, really difficult. But situation. I, I just feel like, cause the, the whole thing is like, Oh, you know, flexibility with moms. It's like, well, what about flexibility with dads? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Flexibilities with dads so that they can also step in Yeah, because there are moms that also want to work Yeah, and it's not just on them to be a dual working mom. It's mm-hmm. like, it's this huge thing when you're like, oh my gosh, like she's a working mom. It's like every dad's a working dad. <laughs> yeah. Like, why can't it just be a shared load? Responsibility. Like, why, I, why is there all this talk about around flexibility around moms when it's mm-hmm. like, why can't we just talk about, about flexibility on parents? Like it needs to be businesses need to put more of the emphasis on parents and take yeah. the burden off the moms to yeah. be the ones. Fully. I totally agree with you. I heard this thing one time that was like, it basically just said like, we look down on moms who stay at home because they're not adding to the workforce. Mm-hmm. But we expect like moms who are working to be parenting like they don't work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a catch 22. It just sucks because no matter what you're doing, somebody's always like, Ugh. You're doing that. You're yeah. working. Yeah. You should be staying at home with your family. Right. And then it's like, if even if you, even if you do stay home with your family, they're like, oh, like you just didn't want to work or what? Yeah. Like there, there's just this, this like, there's no win. Yeah. Right. It's like it's yeah. a lose, lose situation. Yeah. Which is honestly really messed up. Yeah. No, <laughs> it, it is it really is. annoying. So how do you think that having, obviously pregnancy and birth are like mm-hmm. a different like you were talking about earlier, like how can we support moms better? Just moms in general in the workplace. Like what's something that that we can do to help them? Would you say just like what you were talking about? Just like putting more emphasis on like dads too? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, like I don't necessarily think the the question is like how do we support moms? It's like by 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 making it all about supporting the moms, it's I feel like it's creating more of the issue. It's like why, why do just moms need that? Right. You know, so, and this, I don't have a super great answer for that, to be honest. Like, I don't know exactly what that looks like mm-hmm. as far as like support, but I just think like flexibility, like yeah. for, for both parents and like, so that the dad has an opportunity to step in. Yeah. And like, so I, that the mom can go do what she wants to do. Yeah. And like, I think that it is changing. Like I, I even just look at like all my all my friends who are mothers and like their husbands are all like very involved in parenting. And it's like our parents generation, like the dads didn't change diapers. Well, I remember having a conversation with grandma and grandma was like, 
yeah, grandpa never changed a diaper, not a single diaper, which is like, what? Yeah, I know, I know. And so I I feel like naturally, like these things will kind of just like catch up. Yeah, I agree. And I don't think it's honestly that big of a problem. Yeah. I, I really do feel like people like make it out to be like a huge thing. Well, and I think it depends because especially here in Utah, it is so family oriented that it's not as big of a deal. I think you're right. But I think maybe in like cities where kids aren't as welcome, like mm-hmm. um, maybe like California, like San Francisco or, yeah. you know, like, and I think you're right. Like, I think it is getting there. Well, but definitely here in Utah, it's way more like everything's way more family yeah, friendly. But I would and there's also, a lot more understanding. I would argue, though, that in those places where it's not as common, their maternity benefits are way better. Yeah, that's true. Actually, you're right. Amanda... My friend who lives in San Francisco area, she do she goes to like this mommy and me group and she's like by far the youngest. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. a lot of the moms are like working, but there are some companies in the area who have a two year or 18 month maternity leave. That's amazing. Like it's insane. So it's like, yeah, it's family friendly here because everyone has families and like it's the expectation, but also like businesses aren't flexible around that because... They understand that, that like, women are going to get pregnant really early and have a million kids. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, in San Francisco or New York or whatever. It's not as common. No, like, they're going to work into their 30s and then maybe have, like, one, maybe two kids. <laughs> yeah, like, here it's, like, I feel like the common, like, age gap is, like, 18 months to two and a half yeah. years. So, it's, like, they'd go on their two, two-year maternity leave and then get pregnant, like, immediately. Yeah, I had a coworker. <laughs> like, I got to go back on maternity leave. <laughs> she had, like, three kids. Under, in under three years. Yeah. Like all three kids are under three and she's working too. And I'm just like, you literally spent of those three years, like a year at least on like maternity leave. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But I think there's a difference between supporting them in maternity leave in maternity leave and then mm-hmm. it's supporting them after that because, yeah. cause you have to remember like, like I think what, what I'm thinking of specifically is like when Silas was interviewing with different like. Mm-hmm. When he did his internship with EY, yeah. like they talked a lot about how like, they're like, yeah, oh, we're really flexible with your schedule. Like if you have your kid's baseball game, you need to go to, you can go do that and then this come back. This is in Salt Lake? Yeah, this is in Salt Lake. Yeah. But I know that like he had friends who were interviewing other places yeah, and they weren't quite as flexible with yeah. their hours. Yeah. So I think that in Utah, they are more family friendly in that yes. aspect yes. just because they understand like, oh, you have kids you want to go do see their stuff. Yeah. I agree with you that like maternity leave should be better, especially yeah, here. Yeah. But I think in other places, they're not, they're not so under, they're not quite as understanding yeah. of like the family aspect in that way. Does that make sense? Yes. I honestly don't feel like I could speak to it because I haven't right, experienced it. And I don't know. Right. We, we know the perception of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, the perception's obviously not good, but also that a lot of times if there is that kind of mentality, it's a lot of older people. Yeah, that's true. And I think it also depends on the industry. Yeah, that's a good. So point. it's like Silas was going into like a financial firm. It's yeah, a little bit different than like a tech company. Like if With I were like to a go bunch work, of young people. Yeah, like who if all I were have to, families themselves. Yeah, and even if they're older in a smaller family, like if I were to move to San Francisco and go work for like a tech company, I again I don't know because I haven't experienced it, but I don't I don't expect it to be like that. Yeah, I wouldn't expect it. Yeah, especially because. A lot of tech companies, like, their whole thing is around, like, employee experience. Right. That's like, true. Like, Google the is... The culture of their... Yeah, like, their whole thing is that. Yeah. So, I'm like, I don't imagine that 
it would be a problem. Yeah. And I'm sure like you have certain bench- benchmarks and metrics that like, hey, this is your job expectation. Like you need to hit these. But I can't imagine outside of that, if that's not a problem, that they're going to be like so in, like not flexible with you. Also, I think that there are more women in the workplace there. From my perception, more women exit the workforce in Utah. Yes, that's Than true. other places. I agree. That's probably So true. I think that, I mean, all those books that I read or like the, the, the things I read about like women in the workplace and stuff. They're all written by women. They give tons of examples of like women leadership. Mm -hmm. To be honest, most companies outside of Utah have way more women representation and leadership. Yeah. And like they're going to advocate for women and like. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. And for like flexibility around like families and support around that. Yeah. And like sometimes I also think that women can be women's worst enemies, too, because because they say, well, if I can do it, then you can do it type of a thing, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So I think sometimes there's a lack of empathy for other women who maybe do want family. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, I, so they can sometimes stand in their own way. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know. Well, do you have any final thoughts that you want to express about women in the workplace or your experience or... I've honestly had like a really good experience. Like I feel like um, there are other things that like I read this book called Lean In and talks about women in corporate corporate America. Mm -hmm. And um, like there are other things that like put women at a disadvantage, which are just like their natural tendencies. Right. Like there are things that like as women we are naturally inclined to do that men are not that put us at a disadvantage. Like even just like in negotiating salaries and like opportunities on average, like research shows that for, a, in order for a woman to apply, a lot of times she feels like the need to have meet to meet 100% of the qualifications on a job description. Whereas like a man on average, according to a lot of times they, again, just take themselves out of the running for things and yeah. like have less opportunities naturally. But that's not anyone's fault. Right. I think that like as a woman. Well, I, I wouldn't say it's anyone's fault. I would just say society has told women that their place is in the home for so long. I don't think so. I do. I do. I think that there have been ge these gender roles that have been set for so long that we're now climbing our way out of that and it's a lot, we're a lot more progressive than we used to be, but I think women still lack, not every woman, but I would say in general, women lack the, uh, I don't know, confidence, I guess. I don't, it's not the right word, but. Yeah, but is that society's fault? I just think it's, it's, it's a natural consequence of the way that things have always been until now. And we're just, we're now forging new roles in, in society. Yeah, I I don't agree with that. Okay, that's all right. Yeah, just because, again, working in like recruiting and stuff, like we're looking for a diverse. No, I'm not. I'm not talking that. It, I'm not saying it's the workplace's fault. I'm just saying, like, as a woman in society, like the way that I look at myself is because of the way that women have been looked at. Like, it's like I have, it's almost like not like brainwash, but kind of like I've been I've been taught that like I am. I am able to do these certain things. Then why'd you go to college? Um, because I was going to be a teacher. <laughs> and that's one of the things that women are allowed to do. I don't <laughs> you know, but you know what I mean, though? And I'm not saying like, it's like, obviously, we're, we don't live in the 50s. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, you stay at home all day. But there's, a, there's like a slight inclination for me, 
like you said, it's like skewed just slightly that like, it's the woman's job to make all these decisions and like take care of these things. Yeah. So there's a slight skew in like whether women feel qualified or not for these positions, because the world has always said to them like, well, you're supposed to be at home. You're, you're not like really supposed to be doing this. And obviously, like we said, it's a lot more progressive now and we've Mm -hmm. made a lot of strides. But there's still that little bit of bias in the back of our brains. That's what I think. And that's why I think women think that way is because of that bias. You're saying that that's making them feel non, not confident. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like they're like in their heads, they're like, oh, well, if I'm going to apply for this. You're telling me that you think that there's women out there who want to work and who are choosing not to because they feel not confident in applying for a job. Yes. I think that there are women out there who, I think that there are women out there who are like, no, because what I'm saying is. If they would just try, they would see like they're at an advantage for getting a job. Right. But in their heads, they're thinking. And so we we as a society, like we're, we're trying to overcompensate for that. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's not the reality. And if people, if women feel that way, like I think that they've let themselves feel that way. And I think. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But that's, that's them letting themselves feel that way. Right. But, but I'm just saying that like, I think that's what's happening sometimes. No, I just think they don't want to (laughs) work. Okay. Which is completely fine. <laughs> well, I just think that, I, I mean, I don't know. Anyway, that's just what I think is I think there's like this slight bias in the back of their minds that they think like, if I'm going to get hired for this, I need to make sure I'm qualified because I just think there's this unseen bias that's like, oh, in our heads, we just think like, oh, men can just walk in and get a job. But like as a woman, I need to make sure I can prove myself. And if they don't meet all the qualifications, then they think like, oh, they won't believe me that I'm qualified for this because I won't be able to show that because I don't meet 100% of the qual. Does that make sense? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Are you going back to the thing that I said? Yeah. Just that they don't, they've the, like the research that you talked about, like where men, they feel like they only need to meet 60% and they're good. Whereas like women are like, I have to make sure I meet all of these. Yeah. Just because they feel like if they don't, yeah, they won't be taken seriously. I think that that's, that type of thing is is taking women out of the running for new opportunities and promotions. I don't think that's completely taking them out of the workforce. I think that there's women who want to work and women who don't. I don't think that there's a barrier between women who don't have the confidence to even just get a job. Because you can go get a job. Right. But I'm talking like a job that maybe you like really think like, oh, I probably could do that. But like, I'm not. All the things that they so list. So then you're saying that that's stopping them from even working? No, just stopping them from from applying and like... For um, that job. For promotions. Yeah, like applying for promotions or applying for jobs that maybe but might you're be... But saying, you're saying that this is keeping them from the workforce altogether. No, we're talking about- sorry. I'm not saying the workforce altogether. I'm just saying like in general, in within the workforce, there are probably... Like if I have a man and a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've got a male and a female and there's one job and they both want to apply for it. Yeah. And if we're talking about the research that you were talking about, yeah. then it's like the the man only thinks that like, oh, I only need really only need to meet 60% of the criteria yeah. and I can apply. Whereas the woman's like... I need to make sure that I'm really qualified for this. Yeah. Otherwise, they're not going to take me seriously. Yes. So it stops them from like maybe like pursuing. applying. Yeah. From like pursuing career aspirations. Yeah. And that's, that's all exactly I'm saying. what I was saying. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> that is literally what I was saying is, is women, women, because of their natural tendencies, like they. Right. But I'm saying, I think it's because of the way that society has been and that we're just barely climbing out of that. 
That yeah. It's because of what we've been told our whole lives is like, because it's like, oh, women aren't taken seriously. Women aren't taken seriously. It's oh. like now all of a sudden they are being. You think that's what's causing them. Yeah. That's what I that think. That, yeah. Is that, that we've been told forever, like, oh, women aren't taken seriously in the workplace. And now all of a sudden, like you said, there are opportunities and they should apply for those things because you're right. Like companies want diversity, but because of what we've been told since forever, it's like maybe there's that little bit of a bias within our own selves that like stops us from doing that because we don't feel confident enough in that. Does that make yes. sense? And obviously that's not every woman, but I do think that that affects some women from yeah. like uh, applying for those like yeah. promotions or. Yeah, you can cut this, but that was literally what I already <laughs> said was my argument. And you were talking about women exiting the workforce <laughs> you went back and then re i'm gonna have to go argument. through that whole thing and figure you out what reaffirmed to my already argument i already said that no i know but 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 my whole point was saying that like i think it's externally like gender biases that mm. have caused us to feel that way and you're like no oh i see what you're saying I, I wasn't saying that they didn't that that wasn't true i was just saying that it was like the reason that i think we feel that way the reason there is that like issue for women is because of what we've been told since yeah. for the beginning of but time. I also do genuinely think that even separate of like those things women just have a, a different like temperament that's the word I was looking for oh okay women have a different temperament they tend to be a little bit more respectful and I don't know rule following is not the right word but like men will just are relentless and they'll just go after it like on average of course this is not for every man man or every woman mm -hmm. but like i think that those are just like gender like temperaments and and feelings that often just come with your gender and so i don't necessarily agree that it's from the society mm. okay well agree to disagree okay <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, hopefully everyone could follow that. <laughs> yeah, that was like a, we were really going back and forth there. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know what I'm talking about though anyways, so no one feel the need to like listen to me. Um, well, thank you for sharing your thoughts. And yeah. um, do you have any one last thing you want to say? Or you, I already asked you that. Oh yeah. Um, any, anything no. else you want to say? Okay. No. Well. No, but I do feel really lucky though because Robert is like a true equal yeah and that's what i was looking for <laughs> so it took me so long he's, he's a true equal until you're like don't want him to be you want him to be you're like i want to be like you're saying i want to choose or i want him to you want you want to choose well yeah but he just lets me i know but then there's times that i don't want to choose and then yeah. he will yeah that's no true. yeah it's it's nice to have a partner with someone to have a partner with partnership i don't know to be a have a partner An equal partnership yeah it's nice to have a partner that um respects you respects me genuinely mm -hmm. and like it's it's fun working together because we talk about work like all the time <laughs> yeah because it's like the only other thing we've got going on yeah. and so we like know each other's work situations obviously and like a lot of times like we'll talk through it and i'll be like no honestly like i don't think you should do that i think you should do this and he'll honestly be like, yeah, no, actually, that's, I'm, I changed my mind, <laughs> and it's a nice. Like, I, I really do feel like he values my experience and my opinion when it comes to those types of things, and he's really cool about like 
whatever I want to do. Like, he would be completely fine if I just didn't want to work. Yeah. And we would just be a little bit more poor. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he'd be fine to be the only one working. He would absolutely love it if I wanted to keep working. Yeah. He's totally fine. Silas to would ch- like it if I would start working. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, he really would. He's always like, do you want to apply for any jobs? Or... <laughs> He's like, he's like, you can stay home if you want, but do you want to apply for some jobs? <laughs> Dude, I can get you a job so quick. <laughs> um, is there anything you want to say to the moms out there? Yeah. Um, you're better than you, th- you're doing better than you think you are. And tomorrow's a new day. <laughs> you no, heard stop, her. Stop. <laughs> no, I just want to say that you guys genuinely do have the hardest job. I like hate my job. <laughs> right now i'm just joking if a, if a co-worker hears this it's just i'm feeling a little burnt out but i'm scared <laughs> um you like get called in they're like so we listen to this podcast I'm like, if i post this on my story they're gonna listen i'm scared um no i'm just joking i really do i love my job and i love the company i just it's it's just a rough patch right now but anyways um i like will have a hard time or I'll like i'll go through a period of time where like i'm like oh my job's so hard and then i get to come home and do whatever I want yeah. <laughs> and go to sleep early and Wake not cook if late. I want and sleep in and it's amazing. And I'm just like, have to remember like, wow, this could be so much worse. Cause I could have like a kid that needs me. <laughs> You're like, so basically your life suck. Honestly, you guys, I don't know how you do it. See, being a mom is like the worst thing in the world. <laughs> I'm not even joking. I'm not joking. I am terrified. I know. I am absolutely terrified. I am seriously bracing for like the worst ten years. <laughs> Madison, here's the thing. After I have Madison's, kids. all of Madison's friends have like kids, and they're all in the thick of it right now. All of us. Everyone have young has kids. little kids, and honestly, having little kids seems like it sucks. It's just hard. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It, I, I would it say honestly, it like, sucks. seems so sucking. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It doesn't suck, but it's definitely no, very I difficult. No, I obviously, like, the thing is, I, like, love my nieces so much. And when they're sweet and cute and nice, like, I, my heart bursts into a thousand pieces. So I can't even imagine, like, what it feels like to be a mom. And I know, I know it's rewarding. Being it is also rewarding. <laughs> <laughs> it genuinely is. But all of the things that you guys have to go through, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, Robert's, like, kind of getting an idea, but, like, also, I'm, like, seriously, no, you you still don't even know. Oh, like, he's getting an idea of what it's like to be around little kids. Like of, like, kids. how hard it is to yeah. have little kids. Because he just, like, has no idea. Yeah, like, sometimes he'll be, like, well, it's not that hard. Like, just do this or this. And I'm just, like, no, dude. Like, you don't know. No. Yeah. Freaking no. <laughs> well, it's good to go in with it, into it with a... Uh... A re- low realistic. <laughs> I wasn't say a realistic expectation. <laughs> no, seriously, my expectations are so low that it's like gonna be really easy. Yeah, me. it's gonna be great for you. I'm gonna be like, wow, this is actually fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's different when it's your own kids too. It's fully different when it's your own oh, kids. And for I know sure. we've talked about that before, but I understand that. And like I said, like I would do anything for my nieces. Like I, yeah. I can't even imagine how it's like as a mom. But like I yeah. seriously just, it seems so hard. It is. It is. It's really hard. And but like, it's also like seriously, it seems like it's one just of the most rewarding. Like as as rewarding as your job is, when you like really like do a good job and you like feel really good because you've had moments yes, like that. Of course, it's like a thousand times that. Oh yeah, you know for what I sure. mean. Like when you see your kids like make good choices or like be kind to their siblings or like show somebody like and like the things that you've taught them because like you know my job as a parent is to teach my child how to be a good yes, person and whatever. Yes. 
And when you see them like do that, you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm yeah. doing it. And it's no. seriously one of the most rewarding things ever. Like it's, it's just uncomparable. So no, yeah, I really, I honestly, I am looking forward to it. I really, really am as much as I joke. I really <laughs> think it's going to be a good time. I am scared. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm not, I'm not lying with that. I am really, really scared. But also like, I feel like I'll be so older yeah, and like, I be... will have lived my whole own life that like, I'll yeah. be completely ready to put that to rest. Well, I think that something that's cool about you is like you said, like I was 23 when I got married. I was 26 when I had Brooklyn, who's my oldest. And like, even I was like, okay, like I feel ready to be a parent. Whereas yes. like some people have kids really young and I think that's fine. Everybody should just do what they want to do. Of course. But I definitely think that having those experiences, like you've, you've traveled, you've mm-hmm. worked, you've like lived your life to like. The, yes. like your single life to the fullest mm-hmm. where like when you once you're ready to have kids you will truly be ready yes. and it, it, you won't be resentful because I do think that sometimes parents become resentful a little bit because yes. they're like oh like I'm a parent and so I can't do all these fun things anymore right. so and Robert and I are freaking living it up rolling in it right now <laughs> double income no kids just spending whatever we want so we're gonna live it up for the next year or two and then by the time, or five who knows <laughs> maybe the rest of our lives I, I'm infertile <laughs> I don't know um, yeah we gotta figure that out <laughs> and then by the time we like settle down like really truly have a kid I'll be like okay I'm ready yeah and I hope it's great it will be I'm excited I, my kids need some cousins so I know get it going I, I, I'm sorry about that <laughs> it's alright Brooklyn's <laughs> convinced she's never gonna have cousins so it's yeah, fine yeah she's literally cried to me about it I, jo- <laughs> I jokingly told Brooklyn one day like oh yeah no sorry you're not gonna have any cousins and she turned around in the corner and started crying. And I was like, Brooklyn, I was joking. Pick up on my sarcasm. <laughs> she's still working on her sarcasm no, I'm meter. Just, I'm joking. She's actually getting pretty good. Yeah, she'll she like, is. you'll say something sarcastically to her. And she'll be like, she'll stop and look at you and be like, are you joking? And then you're like, yeah. And she'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then she'll laugh. Yeah. She's like, okay, good. Because I was really worried. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well. Anyways. Um, thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing your experience in corporate yeah. America. And... Uh, Keep doing us proud, us women proud. Yeah. Keep girl bossing it I up. I will. I will. <laughs> Can I say the outro? You betcha. You do it. Okay. <laughs> Let me get into my Jacqueline podcasting voice. Okay. Just remember. How does it go again? You're, you're doing better. Just remember, you're doing better than you think you are. And tomorrow is a new day. Talk to you later. Bye. Please consider subscribing and leaving a rating and review. Also, I'd love to hear from you. Send questions, stories, or general podcast feedback to motheringthrough.pod at 